Welcome and thanks so much for tuning in today. Here's the thing, you guys. This is what you need to know about more Jody. I'm the girl who says what everyone is thinking, unapologetically myself, all the time. The goal of this podcast is to help you go unfiltered. We use so many covers to hide our true selves, and it's time to stop living your life according to what the ideal police think you should be doing and step into who you were created to be. More vulnerable, more authentic, and more free. Today on the podcast, I have Jeremy Lee Nelson. I have wanted to have her on for a myriad of reasons. She travels all over the world with her five daughters. She sees things differently. She took on homeschooling because it meant she could school and raise her kids on her own terms, traveling and living wild and free. She carves her own path and this just fires me up. Jeremy isn't afraid to dig in, even if she's nervous or fighting the opinions of others, she does it anyway. And we all need to be more like this. Fun facts about Jeremy Lee. She has a degree in engineering. She used to work on the rigs. She's married to a farmer and her daughters are the fifth generation to grow up on their family farm. Jeremy Lee will tell you that she was a nerd and that she used to be the shy kid in the corner. But that's certainly not how she comes across to me. Since I met Jeremy Lee some 13 years ago, I can tell you she is one of the kindest, most engaging people. When she talks with you, she is genuinely intentional about getting to know you. And we all can learn a lot from this girl. I hope you enjoy this episode. Jeremy Lee, welcome to the More Jody podcast. Thanks so much for coming on here today. Hi, Jody. I want to tell you why I really wanted to have you on my podcast. So I think right now we are in an age where people are really starting to, to consider alternate types of schooling. Um, I've thought a lot about it since the pandemic started, to be totally honest. And you have been homeschooling for how many years? I am in my 10th year now. So you're like a real veteran. Still and does not feel that way. Still doesn't feel that way. That's just life though. I think, I think all of us, like, I don't feel like I've mastered anything at this point and <laughs> yes. it almost gets like I'm, I'm going backwards, you know? Um, yes. I had preconceived ideas about homeschooling and I think a lot of people did. And, and I'm hoping that this episode will tear down some of those walls there. I believe there are people out there right now who are, their eyes are opening to something different that maybe this is what would be right for their kids or their family or their situation or this year or whatever. And truthfully, now I was at the office during the beginning of the pandemic. So Jonathan is probably the one I should be um, getting his exact examples and thoughts on this, but I like loved it. I loved, we planned it. Um, It was really empowering. Um, There was a lot I, that I had some really mixed ideas about it. And so first of all, I think you're, you're just like the coolest homeschool mom. You're like the coolest anyway. So for one, you've been doing this for a really long time. You make it look fun and exciting, which I realize life isn't perfect for any of us. So there's obviously (laughs) ups and downs, but you make it look really fun and exciting. And I love how you live life with your kids. It is inspiring to me. It's something that I think a lot of people, people homeschooling or not, think about traveling with their kids. And I know my attitude used to be like, oh, well, you know, my kids can wait till they're grown up and they can save up and scrimp and, you know, um, earn their trip themselves. Okay, well, life's about choices and you're totally an advocate of this. So yeah, you can't afford everything, but I truly believe if people want to create a certain type of experience for the most part, 
they can make other choices that cut costs in other areas and that sort of thing. So I've watched you do that. I've watched you be super cool, um, be really, really adventurous with your kids. And so my goal is that this conversation would bring hope to parents, even just through vulnerable stories of the ups and downs of whether it's the schooling system or the homeschooling system, right. um, but that they could think outside the box and dream a bigger dream for their family years through education or travel. That's what I yes. want people to get from this. And um, I just think it's our job to chase our dreams and show our kids what's possible. And you do that so beautifully. So that's why I wanted to interview you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So do you want to tell us a little bit about your journey? I've been asked to start with the monologue. It seems kind of strange to talk to yourself for so long. And then I considered that as a mom, it seems we do talk to ourselves quite often throughout the day. Or maybe your kids listen better to you than mine do to me. I am married to a farmer and our five girls are the fifth generation on our family farm. A lot of our family lives within two miles, which is mostly amazing, but it can also present unique challenges when church, work, school, friends, and family are all tied in together. But most days I wouldn't have it any other way. One of my favorite things about my life is our community. We love our church and spend time helping out, especially with the youth ministry. We also spend a lot of time at the barn where we ride our horses. These communities provide a lot of learning, support, and encouragement for our family, and I'm so thankful for this place we can raise our kids. My childhood seemed quite common where I grew up. We didn't have much money, but as the oldest of five, there was always someone to play with on the farm. We did a lot of school sports, were involved in the church and 4-H, and trained and showed horses. We camped in the summer with friends and often drove to visit my mom's family in Vancouver at least once a year. Two major events from my childhood really stand out to me. When I was 14, my parents loaded up the five kids in a crew cab truck with a nine-foot camper in the box, and we drove straight to Texas. The holiday was about a month long and I remember it as an incredible trip. Then when I was 17, my parents made the decision to get a divorce. This was a shock to many and had a big impact on my life. A silver lining of the situation has been an amazing step family that blesses us in huge ways. I married my husband at 20, graduated with an engineering degree at 21, and had my first daughter at 23. I've always known I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom, and I am forever grateful we have the opportunity to do that. We now have five daughters, and my family is definitely my greatest adventure. Early on in my parenting journey, it became clear to me that my ideas were not conventional. While many parents were trying to find time away from their children, I was more interested in doing things together. We started with the normal trips like all-inclusives, Hawaii, Disney, and have since ventured off to Europe twice, including a backpacking trip spanning 10 countries with the five kids. Because my husband is not able to be away from the farm for extended periods of time, I have used the opportunity to have my own adventures with the girls during spring and fall when he's working long hours with seeding and harvest. The girls' trips have included short camping getaways, a via rail vacation to Vancouver, and two extended road trips through the States during the fall. When my oldest daughter was in kindergarten, we considered homeschooling and after much deliberation, 
we did decide to take the plunge. I was so nervous I wouldn't be able to educate the sweet little six-year-old girl with her two younger sisters still needing so much of my time. That was 10 years and two kids ago, and that sweet little girl and her four sisters are now thriving academically and socially. There have been so many bumps in the road. I've made countless mistakes and I would do so much differently, but I will be forever thankful for this opportunity. We homeschool primarily because of the flexibility it offers. Until high school, the girls do school three days a week, about five months of the year, usually wrapping up by April. We take the school with us on extended holidays or take breaks from schoolwork if we're just heading to the mountains for a few days. Because the actual bookwork takes such little time, we are able to spend extra time with friends and family, stay up late, adventure midweek in the city, ski during the week when the crowds and prices are lower, and travel for extended periods of time. The girls and I also ride horses competitively, so our schedule allows time for training four times a week when we're home. I found that while my kids do excel academically, our richest educational experiences haven't come from a book. Not surprisingly, we have been on the receiving end of many opinions because of our decisions. It's uncomfortable for people to accept we might do things differently for our family. Some people are more blunt with their opinions and others wish us well and then talk behind our backs. As a person who struggles with a multitude of insecurities, these people have caused a lot of pain. I want people to accept me. Words of affirmation is my love language. It's been difficult to not collapse under the pressures of what others deem to be acceptable. But the reward as we continue on this very non-conventional path has been entirely worth any challenges we faced. That makes me like I'm like in tears at the end. Oh goodness. Me well, too. I, I feel like um I just think if you imagine you had lived your life according to what people thought you should do. Right. That is such a big motivator for me. I know. Because I would have missed out on way too many things. Like that's such that's such a loss. And I think so many of us, myself included, even the last eight weeks of this podcast, I'm like, who do I think I am? Why am I doing this? But like, yes. I have a, a belief in my heart that these are stories that need to be told, you know, even for how I've, I don't think I judged homeschooling as far as I didn't, I, I wouldn't ever have like looked at your travels. Like, I just think that's awesome. Like, I don't have anything weird about stuff like that, but I think the homeschooling world, I was always like, well, kids don't get enough <laughs> other interactions with other kids or they need to get schooled at school or I don't know. But as the world changes, I just want more influence on them. And so I think these stories, hearing you say that I would never want to be what you just described and how that feels right? How that feels for you to feel like everyone seems to have to have an opinion about your life. And yet yes. the rest of us all have kids in school. And it's like, because we're all doing the same thing, no, no one challenges anything. Like it's just, right. it is what it is. Right. So I agree. And right? to be truthful, when I never thought we would homeschool, I think you may have grown up in a similar um, area where homeschoolers were really strange and removed yeah. from society. And I never thought we would be one of those people. So I definitely think that was a stereotype that hung over my head for a long time. Thankfully, the homeschooling is much more mainstream now. I think most people know a family or maybe a few families who homeschool 
um, in a really neat way. So that's encouraging, but yeah, it can be overwhelming to kind of step outside of the normal. And yet so rewarding. Yes. Like you would never pick to live your life differently than you have. Right. I really wouldn't. There have been many mistakes. Don't get me wrong. But overall, these decisions to spend time together, homeschooling and traveling have blessed our life in incredible ways. The listeners should know that my, my husband is kind of your cousin, sort of somehow. We're all sort of related. But your girls are like funny and quirky and well-balanced and opinionated and beautiful. They, they have great social skills. Do you know what I mean? Because the, the lie was that they wouldn't back in the day. Yes, it definitely is. So that's a compliment to hear that. It's something that everybody is worried about when they think of homeschooling is about the socialization. Like, are the children going to be socialized? So it's encouraging to see it can be done. And the academics were also a concern for me. And it's just kind of something you don't know if it's going to turn out until you're kind of near the end of the journey. Right. Right. Yeah, that is funny. You're kind of like, well, let's see how my oldest turned out. I guess that's our answer. That's super funny. But it's funny because I was thinking about you all day today. And then I was thinking, um, you're a very articulate, educated woman yourself. And I was thinking about how one of my concerns years ago was I had some friends whose parents homeschooled, um, probably not for the right reasons. This was like way back in the day, just like really afraid of the world and stuff. Yes. And like you, your kids are probably going to be smarter than my kids, not going to lie, because of the way, because of how they've been educated at home by you. Like I have no doubt. So it's, it's interesting even that you're like, that you say, you know, like at first I was nervous about, about the actual education part, which I'm like, Jeremy Lee, you are so smart. Like that's hilarious. To me, it's funny that you would think that you wouldn't be able to do that. And I'm like, you could have taken a bachelor of education, but you took, you know, a bachelor of science and engineering. I think that's right. maybe harder, you know, <laughs> that's where I'm like, that's so funny that even you would be like, am I cut out for this? Can I do this? Who knows? And I think it's funny. And I think especially as women, we jump from one's insecurity to the next yeah. because it used to be academics. And um, then when my oldest daughter, she's now doing some online classes and doing really well with that. I feel like I can breathe a sigh of relief. And then the next one jumps right in there. So the next one is, but her oh. teenage years, I'll have made a mess of her like teenage years. And what if she needed more space for me? So it's always these insecurities playing in. I find as generally as women and maybe more so with my personality and situation. Yes, there's always something to be. Well, about. I don't talk a lot about God in these podcasts, I said to one of my last episodes, well, if Satan can tell you that at first, if he can keep you afraid, um, and once you're not afraid anymore, then he's going to give you imposter syndrome and make you think like, you didn't earn this. You didn't get here. This isn't, you know what I mean? Like it, it just Amen. jumps, right? So yes. it's like, as soon as you're not afraid anymore, he's like, dang it, I've got to get something else to keep her playing small, keep her feeling low, keep her insecure. And I'm like, that's not what God wants for you, oh, right? Those are definitely the feelings that I have. And one of the books I read a long time ago was um, Lies Women Believe. And it just is exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Cause so. it just, and that's why I always thought that when I got to like 65, I'd have it figured out. And then I'm like, but I know 65 year old women and they're not, they haven't figured it out either. Cause we don't, if we figure it out, I think we're dead or something, you know? Yes. And I would say that's also interesting with having five kids 
And we know people who have more, of course, but people think five kids, like I must be a pro at mothering. And I think I lost confidence with each one of them. They are like so different. And the more you have, it's like the more you realize there's no one size fits all and you're kind of swimming blindly. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, What were the toughest obstacles you faced along the way? Mental or literal bridges you had to cross? Sometimes it's getting over ourselves in certain areas, but sometimes it's like something physical. Do you have anything like that you could speak to? Yeah, I think we just touched on a mental obstacle, which I still struggle with, but it is getting a little bit easier or maybe people have just given up on changing my mind because I think at the beginning people were maybe a little more critical and now they think I've gone off the deep end and I'm just kind of left alone to figure that out on my, my, on my own, which is fine by me. Um, so yes, I definitely stress about things that don't need to be considered. I'm a fairly insecure person, which most people don't guess, but um, never up until that. I was never. in high school, I was like terrified to be around people and always worried what they thought of me. So it's really strange to think like that that's not holding me back anymore. Not that it doesn't bother me and not that I don't consider it, but for some reason it's just like a a stress, but not a stress that changes my decision or our decisions, I should say. So I would say the biggest problem has been mental. And I imagine that's just going to be something I manage for the rest of my life. Um, which is okay. There's ways to do that. Um, You had mentioned something about literal bridges, which was interesting because last year and the year before, like I said, I went on this road trip with the kids in a 30 foot motorhome, and we decided we wanted to go to San Francisco. And I remember driving on the Golden Gate Bridge and this 30 foot motorhome (laughs) just to get to some place I really wanted to go. And I mean, I was like really nervous because the lanes are very narrow. So I'm like, there's no room on either side or you're taking somebody out or something. And they're moving fast. Yes. Yeah. So that was like intimidating to me, but then we got to San Francisco and you kind of forget about those things. Like the pleasure of being there totally negated any problems I had, which is pretty much how my life goes. I feel like I'm, I kind of have my eye on the prize and it can be difficult and stressful to get there. And then once I get there, I'm like, oh man, that was so worth it. So I think I do have those bridges, those literal and figurative bridges in my life that um, seem too tight to go through sometimes. But seeing the joy when you push through has really given me motivation to try other things, I would say. Um, The financial situation, we are like definitely financially stable, but the amount of money I would like to be spending on travel is probably (laughs) ridiculous by most people's standards. Um, And so we just kind of have to get creative with that. So we play with different areas in our budget, whether it's dining out, our clothing budget is near nothing. Um, And we try to be uh, good financial stewards, I'd say. But we had this opportunity to rent out our RV. Uh, I guess we've been doing that for two years now. And that funds our road trip, uh, six weeks or three months. It funds it to... um, 
rent out the motorhome and then the girls get to clean the motorhome and prepare it for the next renter. So they're earning our I vacation too. So that's been kind of exciting, but definitely there are obstacles. It's not like I'm like, let's go travel and hire somebody to plan it. And it's all done. There's like a fair amount of work and effort that goes into making it happen as is, I mean, there's effort that's required for anything that's good. So yeah. Are you a real, that's to be expected. That's to be expected. Are you a real detail oriented person? Over the top. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, that's so good though, because that like, then you won't miss a beat you know, like in that way? Yes. I think that there's advantages and disadvantages and advantages. I promise you, I'm going to suck like every ounce of juice out of any situation. The disadvantages, it's like at a cost to my mental health. (laughs) uh, (laughs) I might've missed something there. Let's go back and check that. My husband is like very easygoing, which makes it easy for us to get along. But I think there's a huge advantage just to just being like that and winging something and not worried if it was the best possible situation that you could make it. Oh, totally. That's super funny. I was going to say with respect to moving to Vancouver Island, um, I had a lot of opinions. And for the first few years, I just wanted to talk about the island so bad because it was my dream. But then you realize you don't need to share your dream with everybody. And then the more research, right? The more research that we did, it's kind of like letting people in. Certain people, you're like, yeah, I'm going to let this one in, but I'm not going to let this one in. And I'm going to take this opinion, but I'm going to let that one roll off, right? Like a dance almost. And, um, right. So when we did yes. like families were not happy and our families both mostly, um, kind of had family that never really left Alberta on my side and not like didn't travel, but like didn't move away. And so when this happened and we just decided what we were doing, I stopped talking about it. And then when I got a job, everyone was like, what? Because they thought I'd forgotten about it. I'm like, no, I just, I just got to work on proving you all to, to all of you that this was possible, which I realize sounds unhealthy. <laughs> so everyone could tell me it, that it's stupid, but my commitment to that thing that I believe in so strongly is, is more powerful. So now I've just decided that my commitment to what I want to do has to be so much stronger than the opinions of others so that it like shuts the door on that. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. So that's where I'm like, when you had it those, does those opinions, did you, um, did you like see them sort of as something you wanted to prove wrong or how did you like bypass those? Did you just try to ignore them or tell yourself they don't matter or what's your method? I think Um, Because people's opinions matter so much to me, I try to figure out if there's like something that they're saying that I need to consider, or sometimes people are just saying these things out of fear. If it seems Mm. too different for them, they might say things out of fear. But I know, well, I'll say when I first mentioned that I was going on the road trip, we were also nervous to tell some people. And eventually we had to before I drove out of the driveway. Right. Um, we had to tell people. And then I was already on the road. So I probably am a little bit chicken about confronting people who I know aren't going to have great opinions about me. 
So I don't know if I have any great advice for that, except for just, just go drive away. It. If yeah. you on your own research, yes, I remember we did this hike and this was on the first road trip and we hadn't really placed. I did the research. I talked to the people at the national park and they said we'd be fine to do it. So here I set off with these five fairly young children and uh, we got to the trailhead and one couple is like, you would be ridiculous to try this. What a terrible idea. And probably spoke to us for five minutes about a terrible idea. And we did that hike that day and it was incredible. I've never seen things like that. And along the way, we had this um, lovely, she was running the eight miles, but she came up and she stopped and she's like, you have no clue how great it is to see you doing these things. Not enough people do it, which really gave me a lot of energy to continue. But yeah, it's just crazy to me to think of how many things I would miss out on if I listened to everybody. So I need to trust myself more, which is difficult to do, but it's paid off in the past. Well, and I feel like we're not meant to live such comfortable lives. Yeah. You know, like, I feel like our goal shouldn't be to stay comfortable because when we're at the, like the edge of our seat or the edge of like the cliffs, you guys were, you know, around this summer when I saw you guys traveling, that's where the fear meets the joy. Like it just all kind of collides in that one place. And if we stayed on the farm or stayed in our house or, you know, didn't take those risks, I feel like you wouldn't experience, well, you wouldn't experience those things. Right. And I think the word I've come to uh, settle on with what it gives us is growth and growth can be hard. It's not always easy, but it's right. always worth it. And so I would think that a lot of these decisions have like given me growth or provided me with growth. And as Christians, I think that's what we're called to do. Mm -hmm. God doesn't want us to just sit still and do regular things. I mean, when Jesus came to this earth, he came to shake things up. So yeah. we aren't supposed to be conventional just because we're conventional. Just because everybody was before you. Yeah. I was just going to say uh, the growing doesn't come from like the fun adventures as great as those are the growing comes from when you're on the road with a mother who's like not super emotionally stable and five children two of which are dealing with hormones it's uh i would say that's where the growth comes from to be <laughs> truthful it's like uh, it, it's interesting to live six of us in a very small space for an extended period of time. That's where the growth came. And it wasn't always positive. Overall, of course, it was positive, but we definitely had some tough moments on the road dealing with relationships. And I valued the growth that came out of that. How old are your girls all? What are their ages? Uh, right now, it's 7, 8, 10, 13, 15. 15. Yeah, that's a lot. And you're right. And all girls too. Like there isn't even, you know, a couple boys to be like just eye rolling and reading their books. <laughs> right? Like it well, changes There's a it. lot of eye rolling going on. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's too funny. Yes, definitely. That's definitely too funny. No, I always say that we are made to do hard things and that fear is a liar. 
there was this video recently on Facebook and um, these cougars, these cougar pups were out on the trail. Yes. Okay. So these cougar pups are are on the trail and this guy sees them and he's like trying to back away from these cougar pups or whatever. And then the mom comes out of the forest and she starts like running at the guy and doing like this motherly move, you know, did you see that video? I did. Yeah. (laughs) That's a little intimidating. Yes. That was a little scary. Now I'm in the woods all the time where I would, they always say for every one cougar you see 50 have seen you because I'm in the woods Mm. all the time. And after I saw that video, I didn't go into the woods for like two months. And then I was like, okay, am I going to live my life this way? I live on Vancouver Island. Am I going to actually not go into the woods because I saw a video? No. And when I went back in, it was all, it was like the weirdest thing is what happens in your mind. When I went back into the woods, which was like two weekends ago, um, I went in and it was like, I wasn't afraid anymore. Cause I decided like, I've seen the worst a mom can do running at a man. And I was like, I've seen it. Now I'm just going to go back into the woods anyway, because I live here and I love these woods. And, but if, if I kept if I stayed in that fear, what a loss that would be. Especially because that's why you move there. Or one of yeah. the reasons you move there is to experience <laughs> that beauty. So then to have that removed. Totally. Yeah. And I love that. And I think the more we're beyond ourselves, the more we experience that. Right. So it's like, that's why I think I seek right. to do really hard things that I can't do on my own. Cause then I just get to see God move. Yeah. Yes. And it goes back to that idea of growth and it's not just yeah. us growing independently it's us growing in our relationship with others and in our relationship with God as well totally what do you want the world to know from your story oh um I think we've talked about this a little bit but you keep saying live big which is exactly what I'm talking about but the word that comes to mind is potential mm-hmm. I don't think we're created to be small or to live under our potential like, and the life that we've been given, let's live it to its potential. That's a pretty important theme for me. Um, we weren't made to be mediocre. So yes. I think also in the context of faith, God wants us to experience joy. So I think we need brings you joy chase after that like that's what god wants for us he doesn't want us living a life that lacks that i agree um i think a lot of things that limit potential and i'll say specifically for me would be anger misconceptions about what life should look like or what somebody else's life looks like why your life can't look like that um and expectations I think right. our society is kind of built on a stance that we should be conventional. And there are a lot of benefits to that. I mean, the panel, uh, but we don't have to be that way. And um, yeah, to just ask questions, I think, like, why is it like that? Why is that system set up like that? Does it have to be like that? And is there another way? And I mean, that can be true for your journey of faith. It can be true for how many kids you have, or if you have kids, it can be true for how you school your kids. And it can be true for 
how you travel, if you travel, what you do with your finances. So just asking, is that the way it has to be? Just because that's the way it is for the rest of society or so much of society. Totally. Yeah, I agree. I think that so often it's just like we feel so comfortable with same, same. Like we, you know, we have friends that are the same as us. We have family that we're all the same. And then, and then when something comes in, that's like not exactly the same, we're like, oh my gosh, it must be bad. It must be dangerous. It must be all these things because it's not the same as us. Right. Which is, is so limiting and, and same, same is not getting us anywhere. Yes. And just because it's been done that way for years or decades, centuries, doesn't mean we need to continue that way. Yeah, no, absolutely. And what I will say um, is something that I've, so you challenged my thinking, watching you take all these trips with your kids, and it's like totally challenged my thinking. And so I want you to be encouraged that there, there might be some naysayers out there, but there are some people who are your, who you are making think. And I thought about you a lot this year. And I thought, I want to take my kids and I want to do a house swap with a family in Belgium because Jonathan and I went there um, in 2010 and we did couch surfing. We would go to like a four-star hotel in one town and then we would sleep on someone's couch in the next town. And we met this amazing couple that were probably like 52-ish and we were like 28 and we hadn't had kids and they couch surfed because they said that their kids didn't really want to hang out with them anymore. So they did it. So they like hung out with us and they, <laughs> yeah, it was so funny. They like, we had a barbecue and they, they, they gave us their bikes and we biked around town and they're like, let's go here and have beer and then eat chocolate. And they brought us breakfast oh. and, oh, we just love them. And I said to my husband, I'm like, this is one of those things where I'm like, well, we can't really afford to take a trip, um, you know, to backpack through Europe right now. And I said, but I bet if I got creative, which is something you would yeah. do, if I got creative, what if I contacted those people who we had a great relationship with and said, Hey, we live on the West coast. Do you want to trade houses for two weeks? And all of a sudden a little dream gets born. And all of a sudden, Oh my gosh. Like once you see, you see the dream, it's kind of like when they, the first step is like, I don't know if this is for like alcoholics or like admitting you have a problem. It's like the first step is like (laughs) admitting that there's something you want. And then immediately your like brain is like, that's impossible. You're crazy. You can't afford that, whatever. And then my, and then it's just this battle in my head. Then all of a sudden I keep peeling back the onion and I'm like, wait a second, if we, what can we do that's different? How could we do that? Right. And all of a sudden I'm pretty sure if it wasn't for COVID this summer, because we don't know what's going to happen and if we can fly and all that jazz, but I'm like one of these next summers, we are going to be in Belgium. I promise you that. And it all starts by watching someone like you take a step for their own life. Right. And see, I remember when you went on that couch surfing trip and I think you were the first person I'd ever heard that had done something like that. And I thought it was amazing. And if it's between me staying at home or me getting to see the world on a couch, I will be on that couch every time. And what better way to experience life or find out about a different culture than getting to know and living with other people. So I think that was amazing. Yeah, it was, it was like one of the coolest experiences. And it's like, I think I went to Europe when I was 21 and my um, friend was supposed to come with me and we had just had friends get killed in, they got hit by a logging truck. And I was just beside myself with grief. And I was about to do my second degree, my education degree, but I just decided I was like, nope, I'm going on a trip. Like life's too short. My friends died at 21. Like I'm going to get out of here. 
And so I booked this trip and then my friend canceled. So I went alone at 21 and traveled through Europe (laughs) by myself. The memories that I have, that was, and I was so outside of my comfort zone the entire time I was there. But it was just literally one of the biggest growing experiences. And it's made me crave being outside of my comfort zone because that's where like, that's where the real memories and the real passion. And so my memories of Europe with my husband at 28 were far less. I don't remember the hotels we stayed in that were probably so cozy and nice. I remember the houses. We stayed with a man in Berlin and he lived in a really rough side of town, which of course we didn't know because we just were like, okay, he lives in Berlin and he has a (laughs) two beds for us to sleep in. That's great. And he had pictures, like drawings (laughs) of naked women all over the entire apartment. And we were like, oh, lovely. It was so, and they were like the old school, like from the 1800s kind of drawings. It was so, it was so funny. And I I was like, sure he was gay, but I was like, I don't get why he wants pictures of women. And anyway, it was, it was so interesting. I remember him and we sat and we talked with him at his table and it's, those are things you're not going to get, like you said, at a hotel, right? And I don't remember the hotels, but I remember the people we stayed with. Oh, yeah. Isn't that the truth? Um, about four years ago now, we had a girl call us up and this would be uh, the second cousin of my stepdad who had stopped by our farm during harvest two years before for three hours in the afternoon. Mind you, like, I mean, a week after I had had a baby. So you can imagine it's all very clouded in my mind. She um, called me up and said, I have a brother that would like to learn more English. Can he come and stay with you for two months? And I, yeah, so my youngest would have been three. I had five kids. And I remember thinking, oh no, like this is going to totally disrupt my life, which is a fairly uh, selfish first reaction, unfortunately. And two months sounded a little extreme. So we decided that one month would be enough time. So I said that was fine. And a few weeks later, this guy showed up at the airport and we brought him home. He was a German um, engineering student who had never been around young children. Oh no! And he decides he's going to move in with a family with five children. So he's, we set him up with the motor home thinking he would want his own space. I think he spent like six hours sleeping in there a night and he was like with us every day. He hated horses. He helped us paint and build horse jumps. Uh Most amazing kid. And I think about that situation and how I would have missed out on that relationship had I said no. Then Fast forward to 2019, he graduates with his master's in aeronautical engineering and had asked us to come see him in Germany. So we go to visit his family. We stay at their house. His mother makes the most amazing meals. Then they drive us to his grandfather's farm in um, Germany, who is 93 years old at the time on this big sprawling farm that was still working two years earlier. And we sit down and talk with this man about his time as a Nazi soldier at 16 years old. And we we chatted for three days and he was so open with what had happened, how he felt about it. He was so kind to our kids. He knew no, he knew very little English. Jonathan, our student had um, translated most of the conversation. And I would say, if you talk to 
both myself and my husband, that has been the highlight of our travels. It's the people, but it's that kind of situation that we would have missed out on had we not welcomed Jonathan into our home or if we wouldn't have gone to stay with those people, just like done the four-star hotel through Europe. You miss out on those experiences. Totally. No, you totally do. And I just want more of that. You know what I mean? Like, yes. What's your favorite trip with your kids then? Yes. Is it Europe? Is it Europe that's your favorite? Oh, I think just because the, the memories come up in your phone, which is so amazing. It's probably last year's road trip. I think the road trip, the first one we went on was the year before that. And I had in my mind, like you were talking about crazy dreams, that it was this crazy far off dream that would never like come to fruition. And then when it actually happened, it was six weeks the first time I'm like, we're going bigger and like, there's nothing in my way. And so I think last year was amazing. We went um, down the West coast, explored a bunch of um, Utah, all of the states through there and then made it all the way over to the east coast and i think we finished with 27 states but they were it was just crazy and i remember getting on the road and heading further east and going this is happening this is like this huge wow. dream that i had and it's working so i think that was the that's probably my favorite trip right now well and even just the fact like that you made it happen right because i think so often it's such a big deal I cry every time I drive over those big bridges in Vancouver and I, it's ridiculous, but I'm like, I, can't, I don't live in Vancouver, but if I go back through <laughs> on, on my trip over here in my car by myself, um, I went over one of those big bridges and I was like, I can't believe this is about to be my new life. And I just, I'm like, I feel so blessed. Like I just ball. And then I went back two weeks ago and I hadn't been on one of those yes. bridges since I drove out here and the same thing happened. I'm like, what is happening? Is it this bridge? And I just like, yes. I, I just become a, a mess because out of just such a grateful heart. Like, I'm like, I can't believe I live on the coast. What? Right. And then just exactly. Sob. Yeah. Just a good, ugly cry. What do you I want to you. tell parents who are on the edge of homeschooling and considering a switch from traditional school? This one's tricky because I do get this um, question every now and then, and I don't want to ever come across that homeschooling is the superior choice or the superior way to raise your children. For me, it's easier to kind of instill values that are important to us. It gives us more time to do that. But we know so many parents who do that really well in the public school system. So I'm not going to um, present homeschooling as the only choice to raise your kids. That being said, I think if you're considering it, you mentioned this earlier, Jody. I, I really struggle when people choose homeschooling because they're scared. If they're scared right. that the outside world is going to get to them, if they're scared um, that the kids won't uh, develop faith in that situation, it's a bit of a problem. And then it becomes a very closed off, fearful situation for the kids. And I would say that even with COVID right now, if you're like scared of the situation, I can see where that plays into it, but try not to make that decision based solely on that reason. And if that's your guiding principle right now is that COVID is creating a mess, then try to find some value besides that in your homeschooling decision. So I think for us, um, the reason that we chose homeschooling was because of the flexibility. I, um, when my oldest was going to kindergarten, it just seemed like our whole 
schedule had to revolve around the school schedule. We had to be there to put her on the bus, there to like be when she got home off the bus, the bus took up so much of her time. So I think that's why we started. And now the flexibility offers us opportunities to travel and ride the horses competitively. I do think that a lot of people homeschool because of, um, for faith reasons, which is fair enough. And I do think that um, we are able to get the school, the education tailored to our kids, and they're going to end up finishing much earlier than if they were in public school. So that's been handy. I would say also that these days are hard. I think the goal for me is worth it, but I've said before that my favorite part of homeschooling is when we're not. I like the benefits that come along with it, but the daily school grind is like not that easy. The kids, um, you would imagine, especially if you came from a public school, that you would talk to your teachers with respect. When I say we're starting the school day, the children do not magically transform into this situation of teacher respect. So that's been a little interesting to navigate and will be, it will continue to be interesting to navigate. Um, so don't go into it. I know some people picture everybody sitting around drinking tea while they read stories aloud. It doesn't look like that for us. So just be realistic with your, with your expectations. It doesn't look like that at all. Oh my gosh. It just looks different for everybody. And one of the books, but it said, so you're thinking about homeschooling. And I love that book because I think it shared stories from six different families who did it in six different ways. There are so many ways to homeschool your kids. So find what works for you. Then there's um, curriculum choices on top of that. You just got to find what works for you. That is like absolutely superior advice. That is such good advice. I love what you said about fear and, um, and even how that, what that means for the kids living in that home that's fear-based. That is so powerful because if you're, if you're feeling terrified and full of anxiety all the time, maybe your kids should leave the house for the day. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. There definitely is a place for the school system. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. My dream would be that I could have like a mix you know, um, that I could have like a certain portion of the year where they are at school and then a certain portion where they're homeschooled. And you never know, like with the way the world's changing now, I mean, anything's possible, but you've definitely given us uh, so much good, good stuff to think about. And I just want you to keep living your big, bold, brave life because it makes me over here be like, Hmm, wonder if I could do that. I think that's pretty cool. So thanks so much for chatting Thank with you, Jody. me. And I see the same definitely see the same qualities in you. And it was really fun to talk about this. It really was. I love you. You're the best. Well, that was so much fun. Thanks so much for being here. Please click subscribe, rate and review this podcast, share it with everyone you know, and I will be back here next week with more stories, more courage, more vulnerability, and just a little more Jody to brighten your day.